Welcome to Doctors at Work. My name is Matt Daniel and this podcast is about doctors' careers. Today I'm interviewing Alex Charlton. Alex set up a course designed to prepare senior ENT registrars for the FRCS exam. In this episode, he tells me how to set up a course, what skills you need, and he outlines his tips for success. Hope it's useful. Welcome, Alex. Tell me about yourself. Hello. So, uh, yeah, so my name is Alex Charlton. I'm one of the ENT registrars in the East Midlands. Um, I'm ST6, so sort of just over halfway through my higher training. Um, and I've, I, I live in the East Midlands. I have lived there my whole life, actually. Um, but aspiring to be a consultant in a sort of tertiary centre, probably in head and neck surgery. Um, yeah. What motivated you to set up a course? So I think it was in part, it was an opportunistic thing because I had a couple of colleagues who were, who had recently sat the exam and, um, and sort of felt like they had ideas or um, inspiration to, to put something together. And I think we also want to, we, we recognize that in the East Midlands, we didn't have anything that was sort of nationally nationally um, available or, or kind of put us on the map in a sense and wanted to 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 showcase that we have a lot to offer um, and so thought that if we could really put something of good quality together and attract people from throughout the country, um, it might be a really good opportunity to, as I say, to showcase what's on offer in the East Midlands. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested, you know, what personally attracted you? Because you're ST6, so you you are, or certainly when you set the course up, you were a number of years away from the yeah. course. So, I, so, you know, what, what, what was your own personal thinking behind it? So, so I set it up along with predominantly one of my colleagues who had just sat the exam at the time, um, Samir Malik. And um, I think it was, I could see that it was a good, a good opportunity to do something positive, to do something impactful. Um, and I think for the longevity of the course, it it would be important to have somebody who was going to be here still for for several years to come to be taking it forwards and taking the lead on it. I also could see that there was a personal benefit in terms of actually becoming familiar with the the kind of setup of the exam, the content, so that by the time I come to sitting it, I would hopefully have a bit of a head start in that sense. Um, And it's, yeah, it's worked out really nicely. So... the foresight seemed to prove true in this instance. How did you go about setting up the course? Um, So I think we first thing to say is we didn't rush into it. We took a lot of time sort of consulting um, consultants and we're fortunate to have people in the region who sit on the exam board and, and, um, and, our examiners for the FRCS. And so we we got a lot of advice, a lot of recommendations um, before 
putting our own ideas together about how to do it. Um, and then we developed a skeleton of what we wanted the course to look like. So we decided early on we wanted it to be one day so that people didn't have to commit too much of their time, both in terms of faculty and delegates. Um, and then figured out what was most important to fit into that day, really. Um, and I think we always, at the back of our mind, had in in mind that we wanted it for the because it's a very faculty intensive course. We want we wanted to give the candidates a really good quality experience. So we wanted to have a high number of faculty, and to achieve that, we need to make sure that for them it's easy and it's a pleasant experience, so that they want to keep coming and and, and joining in. Um, so, so that was kind of the basis. And then we figured out some more of the details. We had uh, constant communication between myself and Samir, as well as um, potential faculty. A lot of sort of organization and planning. So making sure that we left plenty of time to, to sort things out. Um, and essentially, we prioritized our tasks. We got the people that we needed on board um, and made sure that we had our venue sorted um, and then started looking to advertise um, to get people booked in. And, and then the finer details of equipment and kind of logistics on the day, we were able to sort out closer to the time. Um, but I think key things were speaking to people early, getting it on people's kind of uh, radar, so to speak, and then not over-promising. So recognising that we were new to this, that uh, so we set the fee very low in, in the first instance. We, we, we were very upfront that this was a, an inaugural course and, um, and with the faculty as well, we said this is a this is a trial run. We want to get your feedback. We want to know how it is, whether it's something that we carry on doing, and how we can do it better if we are going to carry on. If I think back to the early stages, so you know, it, it so happens that some people have just done the course, and you have an idea. You know, we we could do that, and that would be useful. You know, for local trainees, for you personally, and and a national level. Um, and you mentioned that you spend quite a lot quite a lot of time having conversations with people, what kind of questions um, were you asking right at the beginning? So asking questions about the, the, the sort of format of the exam, the types of questions, um, the way that other courses, of, uh, most people have attended FRCS courses. Uh, so looking at how they're run, the, the the pros and cons that people felt from those. Um, and then more generally about whether people thought it was a good idea, what might be the pitfalls, um, just to, to try and get a really broad understanding of what we're getting ourselves into um, and how it might look. And how did you manage to persuade potential faculty to be interested? Um, good question. So I, I'd like to think that 
one one of the benefits of the East Midlands, certainly for ENT training, is that it's a very compact region with a relatively small group of um, consultants and trainees, and so that allows you to build a rapport with 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 people really nicely. So I think between us, Samir and I had enough of a rapport with enough consultants in the region that um, that we were able to sort of ask for them to be involved and they they had enough trust in us um, to agree to it. Um, and then I think once once we'd done the first course and people could see the quality and the the you know how positive it is, then I think it's 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 kind of um, recruited for itself in a sense. Since then, I think people are keen to be involved, um, which is the really important thing. part of that. As I said earlier, is making it easy for people. So um, for the faculty, we can give them the time they need to be there. And we have everything prepared and ready and set out. And um, they know that next time it's going to be a stress-free experience in that sense. Um, and I think that makes the decision to be there a lot easier. Um, and you said that after the first course, it was a success and people could see that it was a quality experience. I mean, how, how do you judge the quality of a course? So I think we had both quantitative and qualitative feedback from candidates that attended as well as from faculty. Um, and that was extremely positive. And then we informally gathered feedback. So spoke to consultants who had attended as faculty, spoke to um, delegates that, that we knew personally or, or through other people. Um, informally asked for feedback about how we could do it better from people as well and and you know we just had really really positive things that people said and um and it was um, obviously we put a lot of work into it and, and a lot of effort and, and wanted to make it as good as possible but um it was it was a really pleasant surprise to find that it had been such a success so um, and it helped us to implement some changes and to, to try and make it even better. Um, so, yeah. And how much work was it? Um, so I think the key thing has probably been organisation and, and splitting the work up um, over a, a long time. So as soon as we'd finished the course, the first one was in March 22. Um, and then we pretty much immediately started thinking about a course a year later um, and, and getting the wheels in motion. So booked the venue very, very early um, so that we knew that that was done and dusted, started speaking to potential faculty. So things that can be done early on, we, we did. And it just breaks the work down. So it, it, at no point does it feel like a huge amount of work, um, but it's a constant kind of, I don't know, half an hour here or there, most weeks kind of thing. Um, and then there's a bit of a rush a week or two before where you're just tidying everything up and getting all the final bits in order. Um, so I think it's difficult to sort of to say how much work, but 
it's it's just been incorporated into my into my workload, I guess, um, as a constant thing, which I think is the best way to do it. I, I like the, the the fact that you kind of you keep it ticking over. You know, it's 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 a gentle yeah. marathon rather than sort of you you know a mountain to climb. Exactly. Um, um, what help did you have in setting it up? Um, so I think we so so Samir and I set the first one up. We managed to get some help from. Uh, one of the other registrars in the region who'd also recently sat their exam. So a big part of the first course was writing the material. So the, the, the questions, the scenarios, survivors. Um, and so, so they were a big part of that. And then we also got one of the consultants in the region um, involved in that aspect. So there are four sort of subspecialties that are examined. And so we split that up between the four of us. Um, and then for the for, for actually setting the logistics and the, the, the running of things on the day, um, advertising, bookings, etc. Um, I did most of that with some help from Samir. And we used we used so we used Eventbrite, which is a booking platform which takes some commission from the um, from the fees, but takes all of the work out of that aspect. So it's just a case of sending people the link, and then they can book and they get all the details through from there. So that that simplified that side of things. Um, and then I think. For subsequent courses, a lot of that initial work doesn't need to be repeated. So a lot of the material is the same. And again, ticking over, we, we kind of update bits at a time so that it's not the same all the time. But um, it's a much smaller job than creating the whole thing. Um, and then the other, th and, then, and then so then. The people who helped, who created the first course have moved on. So Samir went off to New Zealand and Sophie, who helped, kind of um, had moved on to other things. And so, again, looking at the, the longevity of the course, I then got other registrars who are more junior in the region involved. Um, so Amr and Quentin both came on board um, and they've helped with a lot of the kind of the legwork of things going forwards. And, and again, it's it's a combination. So Amma's recently sat the exam, so is very familiar with the content and the structure. So he's been really helpful with um, adding new scenarios or updating the scenarios to improve them. And Quentin is um, earlier on in his training and, and has been able to help with some of the more um, practical aspects of, of the work, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, and how did you find delegates? Uh, so we so we used sort of our own networks 
WhatsApp is a wonderful tool. So I think most, most regions will have a WhatsApp group and there's a lot of other WhatsApp groups with crossover between different people. So um, we sent, sent a flyer out via WhatsApp to, to all of our contacts essentially throughout the country and asked if they would share it amongst their colleagues. So that was probably the the predominant way. And then we also asked um, ENT audiology and um, ENT and audiology news um, to publish it on their calendar of events so that if people are looking specifically for a course, they'd be able to find it there. Um, There are other routes, but the the other ones that we looked at cost, charge a fee. Um, And because we're doing this, as a charitable um, event, so all the profits are going to to charitable um, causes. We didn't want to spend unnecessarily, and we actually found that we were we were recruiting more than enough people to fill the course uh, without having to do that. So we decided not to. Tell me about the finances then. So how how do you run the finances for the course? So um, the biggest upfront cost is the venue and that's because we wanted we wanted to be a very authentic experience for candidates and so we book a hotel which is similar to what they use for the real exam um so the first time we had to take that on as a as a kind of risk i guess um anticipating that we'd be able to recoup it from the fees that we charge the delegates um, and thankfully it worked out and we were able to make a, a, a bit of a profit um, and then that has created a fund to pay for things going forward so that's the that's the main cost has been the the venue and then there's a couple of smaller pieces um, with getting equipment and printing and those kind of things um Eventbrite take a cut of the uh, booking fees. Um, but I think to, to make things simpler, it's probably worthwhile. And then we we use a charity bank account and all of the money goes in and out of there. Um, and then the plan eventually is to um, set up a traveling scholarship for ENT trainees in the East Midlands. So there'll be an application process and then it'll be awarded as a prize to someone to go and visit um, a center to pick up particular skills or to try and set up a fellowship and that kind of thing. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, What skills do you need to set up a course? Um, So I think... I think what I've learned is that you have to um, have a lot of kind of self-belief because it feels like a big risk in some ways. So you're, you're putting yourself out there um, in terms of your reputation, but also financially. And so you have to, you have to believe that it's going to work. Um, and then organization, communication skills, 
to be able to kind of keep people on side and and um, and persuade people to do what you want them to do, essentially. Um, and I think I think those are the key things. Um, I guess it will vary depending on what kind of course it is, but certainly for something like this, where we have so many people involved, and the people are are the key, and those communication skills are keeping channels of communication open, and um, and having and having the skills to kind of negotiate or persuade people have been crucial. And my final question. Um, what would be your top tips for a doctor who's thinking of setting up a course? So, so I think definitely it's, you know, it's a great thing to consider uh, and it's been extremely um, positive for, for me. I've, I've, I'm, it's, a, it's an achievement I'm very proud of and it feels like it's a sort of, legacy thing that once you've put in the initial work um to continue running a course is a lot easier and um, but it's getting over that initial hurdle of setting everything up i think and and realizing it and it working and succeeding and um, so so don't be disheartened it, it's easy to just think about it and think oh no it's too much it's too much risk or it's too much hassle. Um, but do make sure that you inform yourself and know what you're getting yourself into and the potential pitfalls before committing to things. So I think I think give yourself enough time, make sure that you have enough time to to really understand what what you're doing. Um, and then, and then make a list of of what's going to be the crucial the crucial things that need to be sorted out that need to be in place. Make sure that they're not missed. Um, and then, yeah, once you're over that first hurdle and you, you've had a success, then think about systems to allow it to run itself in a sense um, but if it's if it's something that's worth doing then you know you should go for it that's wonderful congratulations on your success and thank you very much again thank you